So I've got a, a question for you, a challenge for you, and I wonder if you can answer it. What, in the south of England, at 11 o'clock in the morning, so that's not quite yet, but, you know, maybe, maybe just now, would cost you £650, but at half past nine at night would cost you £6,500. Anyone want to hazard a guess? Mm. Now everybody's going a bit. Mm. Here's another question. Same answer. In Manchester, it would cost you £620 at 11am, but at 7.30 during Coronation Street, it would cost you £5,500. An advertising slot on TV. That's it. That's what 30 seconds might cost you, according to ITV. You know, and different parts of the country have different charges. And at different times of the day, there are different charges. And obviously it's more during sort of the peak viewing. And that peak viewing varies in different parts of the country too for how much you have to pay. They know when you are watching. Or at least they know roughly when you're watching. And why is that important to us today? Well, because... Our passage is set in prime time. It is peak viewing period in Jerusalem. If you want a crowd, this is the day to have your crowd. And Jesus chooses this moment. Deliberately. He picks his timing as an advertising executive might pick his timing. It is God's moment for the kingdom message to come and for the maximum people to see, hear, and know what is on offer. During this period of Lent, we've been bringing passages from Holy Week. But now we stand at the start of Holy Week and turn back to the beginning of that period. For this reading, we've not quite got the cloaks on the floor and the palm branches there. It's sort of just after that. If it was another gospel, it might even be separated into the next day. But Matthew links them straight from one 
into the next. Here we are at the temple. And we have heard the cry that goes along with this. Hosanna to the son of David. A cry of rejoicing, but also a cry for help to the king. Save us, king. Save us, Messiah. Such a request being shouted out might bring the attention of the authorities. How dare anyone be considered the son of David? This is insulting. Only, of course, it's not. For the man before them is the king of kings. The one that is before all others. And he has come to save. This is the time of year when the Jewish people remembered being saved by God. They gather in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. To think of how the Lord brought Moses and took them out, out of Egypt. Out, saving their lives towards a promised land. And so they gather for this festival of freedom. And people will have gathered from all over. And it will have been the crowds from many different areas outside the city that are able to share this person's Jesus. They are able to tell the story to those who have been only within the city. And they come gathering with offerings Offerings as required by the law. And they will come and go to the temple. And some of them will have to buy their offerings there. And because it's peak time, it is peak cost. There is no bargaining. It's just like the cost of a family holiday in the height of summer. You can't get away from it. Your choice, take it or leave it, that's what's on offer. But Jesus comes to the marketplace. Jesus comes into what is supposed to be the courtyard of the Gentiles just outside the temple. And he doesn't come and ask for money. He doesn't come to buy a little bird. He comes to declare the kingdom is at hand. Yet it it is not necessarily those who are diddling others or charging extortionate rates that the message is for or that the action is directed towards. He comes and turns the tables over for everyone. 
It's not a sudden fit of rage that overwhelms him. He would have known that those tables were there. He would have seen them. That time that he went to the temple as a boy and stayed behind, they have been there many a year. But he comes and does a premeditated act. And it's aimed as uh, much as those who are buying as those who are selling. Because a den for robbers is not where they go to do the act, but is where they go afterwards. The robbers are not just those who are selling at the high price, but those who are buying at the high price. They have come to redeem their sins. And so they think that buying an item and offering it to God will be all that is required. Buy the gift and we'll be made clean. Buy the thing and have a new exciting life. The new car, the big television, the holiday overseas, and your life will be changed. Or so the adverts tell us normally. But we've got a new message today. A new message for all. Spending a few pounds doesn't change the life. We have to change our ways. And the message that Jesus gives is that the old understanding of sacrifice is over. Wholeness will not come through a dead dove. It will come through a gift of love. And the message does not end with the turning over the tables and the words that he says. But it continues with the blind and the lame coming to the temple and being healed. Destruction is only the first half of the story. Only the first half of this gospel message that Jesus is bringing in the temple on Palm Sunday. The second half, he communicates the building of new life. Something greater than the old model of the temple is now going to be accessible. We should not be surprised, therefore, that when the authorities approach and start to challenge, it's not after he turned the table, but it is after he brings healing. This is what challenges them. New life. The chief priests and teachers saw the wonderful things. The blind seeing the lame walking, the healing, and the joy of the young people. And they become indignant. 
They don't become indignant at the table being turned over. No. It's at the healing. It's at God's power. It's at the presence of the Lord. When we did the blessing last Sunday morning when young Sophie came, we remembered when the disciples wished to send them away, how the children should go, clear off. Not time for you. But Jesus says, let them come to me. Likewise, the blind and the lame were excluded people. They were normally unable to be in the temple. It was not their place. It was thought that their sins or the sins of their forefathers had made them impure. That there was a barrier. No, they should keep away. But they come to Jesus at the temple and he makes them whole. This is what upsets the priests. God's kingdom revealed. Until now, it was scribes and Pharisees that Jesus had encountered. Scribes and Pharisees that had come against him in opposition. Scribes and Pharisees that had had enough. But today in the temple we see the priests. And they have a higher level of authority. But not as high as that of Jesus. The joy of Jesus' presence is unbearable to them. Do you hear? They ask. Do you hear what these children are saying? The problem is, of course, that they themselves have not heard and not understood. They are deaf to the truth that is being proclaimed before them. Children have heard. They may not fully understand what they are saying. As they say, Hosanna to the son of David. Do they realize the full spiritual implications? Or are they merely repeating what their parents have said? Who maybe do have a deeper insight. We need to share not just the word, but the meaning too. Because otherwise, we just learn the words. We learn to speak from others. We learn at a young age. It affects our accent. So I end up speaking like this, and you each speak with your strange and unusual tongues. But we learn and grow. And sometimes we learn and grow and say the wrong things. And sometimes we learn what's right. When I was very young, very young child, much younger than my children are now, uh, I had a granny who had been given uh, a minor bird that had belonged to somebody else. They could no longer look after it. But the presence of the bird did not last long 
in my granny's house. Um, Because what she'd not realised when she took it in was that the bird had the previous owner's vocabulary. And there was a few choice words that it knew how to say but wouldn't have known its meaning. And obviously, my granny didn't want me and my sister growing up hearing those words and being able to sing certain things. And so it was moved on to a new home, which is something that I didn't understand at the time. And we kept saying, where is the bird? We won't see the bird, fortunately. It had moved on elsewhere. The children might not have the full meaning. They might just be repeating. But with time and with education, the message can come. Maybe sometimes here, even as adults, we say things and do things that we don't know quite why we're doing it. We don't have the full understanding. But I encourage you to read and explore God's word and see if you can grab it in a new way. The attempt to silence the children through appealing to Jesus backfires on the priests. Do you hear what they're saying? They're saying, tell them to be quiet, to clear off. What are these children doing here anyway? But Jesus does not stop them. And instead, quotes a verse from Psalm 8. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. That sounds fine, doesn't it? Yeah, God allows people to sing whatever age they are. But this is not simply saying that children will sing nursery rhymes. Not other songs. It's saying that children will sing songs to God. And so... Jesus turns to the priests and says, the children that are crying out to me are singing songs to God. In some way, rather than calm the situation for the priests, Jesus pours a little petrol on the fire. Something You should never do. Don't try that at home. No explosion occurs here in the passage yet. But it will come. It will come. The scene is now set for the whole of the week ahead. We have... The Messiah, the Christ, who has come to Jerusalem. 
we have a crowd which is saying things that they may not fully understand. And that will happen again on Friday. And we have priests who hear words but do not listen to them. Priests that want this troublemaker dealt with. The holy city is no longer going to have the temple as the focus of worship to God. Would you have been happier with the old transactions? Do you live a life that needs to be turned over and something new put in its place? In this week, consider where you are, where you stand with God. As child, as adult, as priest, as one that shouts from the crowd, Hosanna, or as one that shouts, Crucify. Be aware that Jesus comes and offers you something new. Receive his forgiveness and live with his peace. Amen.